The reading this morning is from the book of Exodus, the 13th chapter. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer. For God thought, if the people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt, prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from there. They set out from Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day, to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night, to give them light, so that they might travel by day and by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. The word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace this morning. I struggle with prayer. I'm a pastor and I still don't really know how to do it. So I work with a spiritual director and she helps me figure it out. And one thing she tells me is that when I pray... My first move must be to name where I am right now in this moment. How am I arriving? What am I holding? What's unsettled within me? It's a spiritual practice, she says, naming where you are. If you don't do it, your mind will wander back to where it is comfortable and you'll start reviewing your calendar or planning your dinner or replaying conversations in your mind rather than staying in that unfamiliar wilderness of prayer. Humans are animals and animals crave predictability. We go with what we know. Barbara Brown Taylor, an Episcopal priest and author, lives on a farm in Georgia. When she first moved there, she wandered the fields on the paths the cows had made. And she noticed that these paths were marvelously efficient. Straight lines navigating from the barn to various groves of trees or ponds. Ever an adventurer, she stepped off the straight path one day into the tall grasses. But with nothing sure to guide her feet, she became aware and frightened of the dangers that might be lurking there. Snakes, hornets' nests, gopher holes ready to swallow a leg and crack a tibia, and soon, without conscious reflection she found herself headed back to one of those clear and predictable cow paths. 
like my brain during prayer, scurrying off to the familiar haunts of thinking about work or worrying about the world. She chose the known over the unknown and traveled the well-worn ways in front of her. And so it is for the Hebrew people. God has just freed them from slavery, and what they were fleeing was awful. And yet, slavery was what they knew, and we go with what we know. And we learn in this passage that even before they cross the Red Sea, even while Pharaoh's army is still pursuing them, God knows that God's people might want to return back to Egypt. God knows that this people would entertain returning to slavery instead of facing the unknown. That's how strong this longing within us for well-worn paths can be. And I think you feel this longing, too. You understand what it is to seek out the well-worn patterns in your life. We are coming up on the tenderest of seasons, littered with the stuff that fills our tanks for the rest of the winter. Homecomings and reunions and traditions and candles and parties and feasts and singing and togetherness. And of course, it is extremely inadvisable to carry on as normal this year. But you're also tired of living room church. You're tired of having to disclose who you've been seeing and in what context and are you okay with that risk before you spend time with someone. Tired of swinging from distance to in-person to hybrid and back to distance again. What we wouldn't give to walk the well-worn ways we're used to. What we wouldn't give to get back on a cow path, back to normal. But we are deep in the tall grasses, snakes and hornets and gopher holes lurking all around us. There is nothing normal about what we are living through. And we wonder, where is God if God is no longer in the the places that we are used to God appearing? The good news for us is that normal is not the way of God. All things considered, God prefers to travel through the wilderness and the tall grasses rather than on the well-worn paths. The good news is that we have a God who is wild and free, who revels and dances in the wilderness in order to lead people to freedom. God, the Bible tells us, could have shepherded this people in a straight, efficient, cowpath-like line, but God chooses to lead the people in a roundabout way. 
I don't know why we've convinced ourselves that God is found within the boundaries we draw to mark off our comfort and expectation and the ways we do things around here. The God of the Bible is wild and free and waltzes right through the fences around our comfort zones to draw us into uh, life and to find meaning and connection in places that we never would have chosen for ourselves. To be led by this God is to be led off the well-worn paths. It's to let go of the certitude and predictability that we want to cling to in favor of learning to embrace the wilderness. To follow this God is to abandon the straight-line path from the barn to the pond and to venture out into the tall grasses. Yes, God leads us where we need to go, but God leads us in a roundabout way. Listen, I'm learning this lesson too. We had goals for our congregation coming into 2020, we stood here in November 2019, and we asked you to pledge. And we said, here's where we're going, and here's how you can be a part of it. We painted a picture of a cow path for you, straight and efficient and easy to digest. But God has led us on a roundabout way, and we find ourselves this year in the tall grasses with no end in sight. This year, we have less of an idea of where we are going exactly. But we have more of a trust that we are being led. I think it is significant in today's scripture that God appears as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God, after all, could have appeared as a map, or a vivid description of the promised land, or a dotted line that traced the way forward. But God chose to be revealed as something that journeyed with the people. The cloud and fire did not illumine the entire path at once. They simply gave the people the direction to go each day. The pillar placed itself far enough ahead to draw the people forward, but near enough so they'd know they were never alone, and so God anchored the people in both the present moment and the hope of the future, and God lured them forward day by day through the unknown, keeping them from drifting back to the well-worn paths they knew. I doubt my spiritual director had this passage from Exodus in mind when she told me about the spiritual practice of naming where you are, but there is a connection here. God chooses to be revealed not at the end of the path, but along the path itself. And so finding God when you're in the wilderness begins by devoting your energy to experiencing where you are now instead of plotting how you'll get back to what you know. What faith is here is the recalibration of our vision, 
to stop looking for how to return to normal and start looking for God just in this day and trusting that that's enough and trusting that we will find God and that the God we find will draw us forward. For it is only when we stop trying to get back to what is known that the possibility might just arise in our minds that we aren't actually lost, but we are being led. It's just on a roundabout way. Barbara Brown Taylor ventured off the cow path again, and she found that she could indeed survive there in the tall grasses. She just needed to learn how to go slower She had to cease from mapping out a route ahead and had to start planning each step instead. But what she also found was beauty and life that she had breezed by when she was traveling efficiently down those paths. She noticed flowers and birds and anthills, and that sustained her. And this is what it means to be led by a roundabout way. You quit clinging to the master plan and the ways you've known, and your hands are freed up to receive the grace of each day, of each step along the way. It's hard, and the Hebrew people lived this way for 40 whole years. And when they did so, they found that God was faithful, that God journeyed with them, that God provided for them, and that God lingered near as a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud. And so they got through. So it is for us. We are still asking you to pledge, but we cannot tell you what this year ahead will bring We cannot tell you a straight line path that we're on. But what we can tell you is that God is leading us, that God is leading us together, and that the journey is being made day by day. And when we open our hands in generous giving to freely reshare what has been given to us, then our hands are free to receive the journey that we are being given a roundabout journey that we are making together. I too wish we were on a cow path. I wish church was normal again. I wish we had a clearer sense of the journey ahead, but it is a spiritual practice to name where you are. And so there's no point in denying that we are in the tall grass And though we can't see far ahead to know exactly where we'll end up, we turn our eyes to the life and the beauty that we are being provided here and now, still through it all. We don't know how long we'll be here. We don't have a map, but we do have a guide. That guide is the gracious God who is wild and free a God who will sustain us and lead us forward. And this God will get us through. Amen.